the Stay in the Game podcast, and I am your host, Trevor Field, physical therapist and owner of Form and Function Physical Therapy in Rancho Cucamonga, California. Hey, we got a great episode coming at you. Uh, brought on yet another great interview from James Woods, aka Dat Yoga Dude, so you're not going to want to miss that. Stay tuned for it. Uh, to be honest, we've got uh, a bunch of new listeners, so if um, if you're just new to our world and you ran across this episode, I want you to go back to our previous episode. This is uh, a great one for you to listen to, to learn a bit about uh, who we are, why we're doing what we're doing. So uh, check that one out. Uh, really proud of that one. That one came out great. So go check it out. So tons of announcements, updates, everything that's going on. Um, <clears throat> just finished up our midway season in my own men's baseball league. I took the All-Star game start for uh, the West All-Stars. So, uh, you know, having some fun, staying active, throwing the ball, um, and feeling good about it. And uh, that's one of the other announcements I want to make is why I'm feeling as good as I'm feeling has to do with a new piece of technology that I brought into the clinic. It's a pulsed electromagnetic field therapy device, and it is the only device that I'm aware of that uh, basically the practitioner guides the magnetic field through the patient's body. So I am the conduit through which that electromagnetic field um, operates. And the results, number one, for the patient have been phenomenal. And number two, having that electromagnetic field has not only kind of energized me in terms of how I feel, but I really no longer get sore. So even a couple of weeks ago, I threw eight innings. So if somebody's ever played baseball, pitched, and uh, got deep into a game, Generally speaking, they're gonna they're gonna know they did. Particularly if you're somebody in their mid 40s trying to pitch uh, a complete game. So uh, yeah, no longer really getting sore. And in fact, um, <clears throat> I had slid. So the day before I brought this device in, I'd slid for the third time, and I've constantly been tearing skin off uh, the outer kind of corner of my shin. It's an area that takes tons of friction. <clears throat> and because I've done it so many times, it's just barely skin as it is. It's mostly scar tissue. So anytime I slide, I'm going to be taking off uh, layers of skin. And uh, most cases, a couple weeks, it's still maybe scabbing pretty well closed. Well, from using the electromagnetic fields, um, in five days, this was all brand new, fresh skin. So I have no other reason to uh, believe that it was anything else but using that uh, electromagnetic field therapy because I had done this even multiple times this season. So seeing phenomenal results and uh, if pulse electromagnetic fields is something that uh, interests you in terms of athletic recovery, surgery recovery, swelling, injury, trauma, pain, you name it, uh, treated headaches, uh, there's a protocol where somebody came in with a, a serious sinus issue and I asked if they wanted me to give them a, a shot with it and they literally walked out uh, completely out of pain in their sinuses. So anybody dealing with any kind of uh, ailment and you want to know if pulse electromagnetic field might work for you, hey, come on and reach out. So I'm super excited about it. Our patients are super excited about it. Um, Glad to uh, be bringing all this new tech to uh, the masses, so come check that stuff out. And one final announcement before we jump right into our content uh, about neck pain this month. So it's all about neck pain, but that last announcement, well, last uh, episode, uh, we introduced uh, um, one of our new staff members, Stacy. But I wanted to let all of you know that we've uh, brought on Mike as well, another physical therapist assistant. Uh, phenomenal skills, has been working with us on a, a per diem basis, and we're we're 
filling that schedule quickly. So uh, you're going to love Mike. We brought him in. He's a, a phenomenal, phenomenal guy with uh, with great skills. So um, a new member to the team, and we're, we're glad we found him, glad we have him. Uh, secondarily, and I don't know if we've announced it. I know we mentioned uh, Sports Massage was back, but Patrick, uh, another licensed PTA as well. So understanding massage at a different level. I don't want to bury the lead here. So our monthly promotion is actually for Sports Massage, an intro massage uh, with Patrick starting at $120. So come check out Patrick's skills. This guy has been working extensively, uh, even with the um, OC fight doctor. So when it comes to dealing with athletics, MMA, combat sports, uh, understanding uh, the body at just a different level. So a lot of his continuing education has to do with uh, something called myodetox and understanding the myofascial chain. So seeing that how the body is functioning, it's not just one of these spa massages. So, you know, there's a a time and a place for doing something like that when you want to get yourself pampered. But if you're really dealing with kind of any kind of physical limitation that massage might help you with, understanding the body at this different level is something that you're going to enjoy. So come check that out. I don't want to bury the lead and wait till the end like our normal uh, run of the the podcast is gone with that monthly promotion. Why bury the lead? Come get that sports massage with Patrick. Uh, you're going to love that. So jump right into that next. So uh, this month, talking about next, um, I've actually tossed out a couple of uh, blog posts as well this month uh, speaking to the neck. So uh the first article that we dropped in was uh, three things that we do every day that cause neck pain and what you can do to ease it. So uh, I, I encourage you to kind of go in depth and check out that blog post over at formfunctionpt.com. So that's the website and you slide on over to our blogs and go check out some of that other content. It's chock full of uh, information for you guys that uh, I've kind of built it for you. So it's not just blog posts that are kind of just straight informational. There's things that you can take and uh, are actionable for you right now that you can ease a lot of your body ailments. But specifically this three things that we do every day, every day that cause um, neck pain. The first is um, a, a real classic one. So uh, constant positioning. So what we can do is, you know, TV watching has become a, a you know thing that we just do in society. But things that have happened lately, particularly with the pandemic, a lot of people have found themselves just spending a whole lot more with screen time. So frequently what I've seen is just people get themselves into a really bad posture while just being stuck watching TV. So some people have just found themselves mounting the TV high up on the wall or above a fireplace. So if you find yourself uh, kicked back with your feet up and then really extending the the, the head and looking up, thinking that you're just going to be chilled out and relaxing, that's actually a strenuous position for the neck and head. And people commonly just don't understand that that's uh, actually causing them a lot of grief. So if that's somebody, something that you might be doing, then uh, I would suggest trying to find a little better position for how you're sitting to uh, watch TV. Or that we just frequently are hitting that pause button, get up, get out of that position that we're just constantly chronically being in. Frequently, there's uh, other imbalances in terms of kind of how we're carrying loads. So I'd suggest you get on over to the, the blog and check that out. But lastly, uh, People kind of uh, don't take this into account because they don't think there's much they can do. Or the people that do try to do something, they, they invest in just the wrong things. And a lot of that is related to their sleep position. So uh, it really doesn't matter what your sleep position is. If you're not on the right implement, the right pillow, or not positioning yourself correctly, then you know 
anything you've done throughout the day to ease this neck pain is really undone by the time you go to sleep. So what we've done to kind of counterbalance some of this is that we custom fit pillows within our facility. So PillowWise is the program that we uh, work with where we custom measure your shoulder width, your neck height, neck circumference, and uh, take into account which is your favorite sleep position. And this algorithm basically spits out what your perfect sleep pillow would be. So the proper thickness, the proper density to get you into a position where we can be as neutral spine as possible, taking stress off your neck. So if you have been digging around and investing money in pillows and just really haven't found the right thing, uh, look no further because we've had people that have kind of been stuck with their pillow for decades that just wouldn't give up their pillow that have traded it in and traded up to pillow wise. So come check that out. And the other blog article that I wanted to bring to you uh, this month was regarding shoulder blade pain, expert advice for fast relief. So I want you to run over to that blog as well. Check that guy out because we've covered one of the one of the causes to dealing with pain between the shoulder blades. And more often than not, people just don't understand that's actually coming from chronic posturing as well. So if we've constantly been rounded in the shoulders, hunched, or uh, the head begins to drift forward, but now we have to look up to look at a screen, uh, we're going to actually close down and uh, pinch or give less space to the nerves that exit the lower cervical area. So we've got seven cervical vertebrae, uh, eight mm -hmm. cervical nerve roots. And when we get into this cervical extension, we're going to irritate that nerve. And most commonly C5, 6, C6, C7 refers pain down between the shoulder blades. Uh, when the nerve is irritated, it actually sends off more signals to that muscle. So more signals means either more tension, which means that muscle's chronically firing, which can give you that sensation of when you touch it, it's sore because it's constantly getting work. It's getting input. It's being told to contract. What we need to do is get your shoulders and upper back and potentially even your core and hips into the right position while we're sitting into these postures so we can begin to remove some stress from that lower cervical nerve root area. So I want you to check that entire uh, blog article out because we go much more in depth into how to relieve that shoulder blade pain. So some of it is you know, just your typical, should I use ice? Should I use heat? So go check out some of that advice and uh, uh, shoot us back. Let us know what you think of it. And if you're really struggling, turns out I've got this cool new device called PEMF, Pulsed Electromagnetic Fields, that uh, I've actually treated several of these within the first week of getting it and had complete resolution of symptoms even within the first session. So if you've been suffering this uh, with this kind of condition for a while, there are solutions. Don't just live with it. Come check out some of the information that we have in the blog post. And if you live local and want to actually get some help for some of this stuff, Come on in. I think we've got you. So when it comes to talking about necks, there's completely one, one thing that comes up over and over and over in my clinical practice that uh, people begin to freak out about or they say, oh, I got this x-ray and there are these findings and I'm concerned about it. That really isn't a finding. And I wanted to touch on that because there's so much kind of uh, one, it used to be information. It's really no longer information anymore. It shouldn't be guided or used to judge or or you know, guide a, a treatment uh, outcome because it's just how the body has adapted over time. And that thing is in that x-ray, there's a, a lateral view of the cervical spine and they're being told that there's a straightening of the natural curve of the cervical spine. Now, 
usually what you'll see in some of these radiology reports is that it's consistent with what you see during a whiplash injury. So a lot of people who have never been in an automobile accident are saying, oh, you know what? They told me that the cervical spine is straightening. There should be a lordosis or a reverse curvature of your spine. So from a lateral view, you should see a little gentle curve uh, in the neck. It's not a finding ultimately anymore because we've developed into, and in most developed societies, we've learned to sit, to drive, to constantly be in these chronic postures and how our body has adapted over time. This is a natural finding. These are things that occur just through our natural societal kind of pressures and stresses that we put on our neck. So I could take a hundred people that are middle-aged, my age, sadly, uh, I like to think I, th I still am young, but uh, sadly, it's no longer the case. But taking a, a, that x-ray of 100 people of that lateral view, better than 70 plus percent of those people are going to have a straightening of the cervical um, curve. Now, does that mean 70% of these people are in pain? Absolutely not. I can take 100 pain-free people, and we're still going to find that that cervical curve is straightening. And I'm not really certain why there's such an emphasis and why it's reported and why people are being told about it when it's really an, an incidental finding. It's not even really necessarily related to any type of injury or pain or trauma any more than what used to be with, oh, only people that had whiplash have these findings. It's really no longer the case. The more we become kind of a, a sedentary sitting society that... Um, we're not getting out and gathering and walking and doing these things and hunting and, and just living a subsistence lifestyle. The easier life has gotten for us, our body has adapted to it. Not only by our bodies are growing in terms of kind of body mass and body fat percentage, but there's also consequences to the cervical curve. So I want you to just kind of flush some of that finding if you've ever been told You've got straightening of the, the cervical uh, vertebrae curve. Not a finding. Could we work on it? Could we optimize? Could we improve some things here? Certainly, because optimally we would want to have better posture. We want to maybe potentially avoid uh, dealing with what's called that dowager's hump down at the lower cervical where the neck begins to meet the thoracic spine. But when it comes to treating pain, you could easily treat pain without having to correct a curvature because you're fighting with a high volume of sessions that it's gonna to take to get you to be able to restore that curve. So if you're getting sick of me droning on and on about neck pain, now is your chance to uh, take a little respite and listen in to another expert uh, locally, Dat Yoga Dude, James Woods. So here is that interview. Hope you enjoy it. So here we are with James Woods, AKA Dat Yoga Dude. So uh, welcome to uh, Form and Function Stay in the Game podcast. Uh, take it away. So introduce us to who you are, what you do, uh, why we would even be talking to you right now. All right. As I said, I'm James Woods, aka That Yoga Dude. And I make yoga accessible and applicable for beginners and folks who want to deepen their yoga practice for the mental as well as the physical experience of transforming their body through breath and movement. And I have a lot of fun doing it. Um, we don't have a studio. We come to you or you come to us in your pajamas or wherever you in at home online and we make the magic of yoga happen for you. 
Awesome. So kind of give us our background story. How, what led you to get into yoga in the first place? Cause that was not your start. I mean, you and I kind of crossed paths with uh, a fellow friend, uh, Dr. Ayo Bankole. We were at one of his, uh, his events and I uh, uh, heard you speak a bit and I thought you would be a great uh, person to speak to our community. So how did you get into yoga? Cool. Yeah. So I got into yoga with the crash, man. I really literally crashed into yoga. So I have a formal education in marriage and family therapy. I'm an educated mental health counselor and love what I do. Love sitting on couches and talking to people, asking a bunch of annoying questions, working with kids, loved it. So I'm in the community. I'm in schools, I'm in probation, group homes. I'm on Saturdays going to stuff, picking up kids from school. I'm that therapist that's all over the place and doing my thing on top of my internships with a full-time job and start, a, start other career opportunities, family and all that kind of stuff. So one weekend, I'm leaving one event to make it to another event. And on my way to the other event, I needed to stop and do some notes. So notes, of course, is the favorite thing of every therapist and everybody else. We gotta do the notes. So I'm stopped to do the notes, grab a bite to eat. I'm exhausted because of course I stayed up the night before doing some stuff, just came from an event. I hopped back in my, what was it like, a, it was 2008 or something like that, Honda Civic, manual transmission is a stick. And I am, hop back in, I knew I'm tired, I know I'm exhausted, but I'm like, I gotta make it. So I hop back in and I'm flying down the 60 freeway, westbound, middle of the day, so no traffic. I'm on the freeway and all of a sudden, I feel like I'm in a video game or something like that. I start kind of just nodding and my, body is there but my head is I'm, I'm out of it and all of a sudden just boom I slam into the center divider car does a full 180 and now I'm facing the opposite way I can see the back of the freeway sign you're not supposed to see that when you're in that direction cars are whizzing by me but the glass is smashed in my windshield and in my side rear view and I'm just beat up and battered. And I don't know how I didn't get hit by another car or how I didn't hit another car. As I, I mean, I, I really shot across a couple of lanes as I did this whole 360. And the first thing I wanted to do after I was able to get to the side and get dusted off and everything, blood still pouring from me, was I wanted to go back to work. I wanted to keep doing my job. And as I went back to work, I had a supervisor that was like, yo, James, you, I know you work out. I know you're trying to do be Superman and everything, but have you tried yoga? And I was like, nah, I'm just, nah yoga's not for me. And she kept bothering me. And she was like one of these yoga people. She kept bothering me and I finally got into yoga. I, 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 I went to the studio for the first time. And my, my first thought about the studio was, you know, this is weird. It smells weird in here and weird noises and music. And I'm the only guy in here. But after I got past all of that, mm -hmm. I was able to just get into this yoga practice and it was difficult. I was getting my butt kicked and I'm looking around and I'm seeing these older ladies laughing at me and stuff as I'm trying to do this downward facing dog. But at the end of the class, I, um, I finally had a moment to just pause, to take a break. After getting my butt kicked in the class, at the end of the class, it's just like everything just kind of soaked in, everything kind of came together. And I was just able to relax and have a sense of peace, a sense of calm, and a sense of focus and relaxation that I hadn't had in a long time. 
And after that class, I was just hooked. And I knew I wanted to bring it not only to myself on a regular basis, but to the clients that I work with. And at that point, it was like, this is going to be something I'm going to do on a regular basis. This is going to be a big part of my life. And that was about 10, 11 years ago that I took that first class. And I started doing it more and more. And then finally, I went and got my yoga certification. And it just changed my life from there. And about, that was like 2012, just totally took my life on a whole different direction where I was able to see myself and, and feel myself physically in a whole new light that I've just been trying to share with other people ever since. That's how I got started. So you just really found a, a completely different purpose. Now, obviously, it was mm-hmm. the heart to want to give to people in the marriage and family counseling setting. And now it was just, hey, I, I have that same drive and desire, but now it's just a new mechanism to deliver those things. That's it. That's it. It was, you know, it was a, a different gun, but the same bullet I had to deliver what I was passionate about, what I am still passionate about. And um, I'm lucky to be able to have the opportunity to do it. So tell us about kind of your clientele right now. Like who is it that you serve with uh, yoga? We serve a lot of educators. We serve a lot of the folks who stand up all day and um, try to get kids to learn and understand and the parents as well. So we are primarily working in schools and school systems. And so we come in and we do assemblies and workshops and classes for the students as well as the educators and their parents. And we help them to deal with those those individual stressors of, hey, you've been working all day and then you have to still raise your kids. What kind of time do you have to work out to take care of your body, to take care of your mind? Or you've been working all day with kids and you need a second to pause for yourself as well as your kids. So we implement yoga into the life of educators and specifically folks who are beginners within the space of yoga, folks who previously may have only seen yoga on commercials and stuff and thought they needed to have certain pants and certain, you know, I got to bend my toes and talk to the Aflac duck or whatever. But people who are really just getting started on their journey into yoga, we help them to find out how they can make a practice their own, make it regular and really benefit them for their lifestyle. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, obviously you got to this because, I mean, not only were you kind of just burning the candle on both ends, but obviously you see that kind of stress and otherwise can really affect mental health. How have you seen yoga kind of implementation just start to to change or, or assist in helping some of that? What's your experience been with that? My experience has been that the kids who are in are able to engage in yoga their brain starts to work a little bit different, how they handle their emotions. Um, You know, they're still kids, they throw tantrums. Um, Adults, we don't throw tantrums at all. But the kids, but they're able to come back a lot quicker. They're able to focus on their work more. They're able to find a space in school where they can have some kind of relaxation and calm. A lot of the kids that we work with, they go home, they have their, in their communities and they're in these places where there's no quiet, there's no relaxation, it's go, 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 go. It's a lot of pressure it's crime, it's dysfunction. So for them to be able to have a couple of minutes, even just throughout the week of peace and relaxation, it helps to change how they see their world. And for the adults, a lot of adults didn't have a way for them to regulate their emotions and to deal with stress properly. Uh, I've been through a lot of school and I still owe a a lot of money for school. And I've never had any classes on how to deal with stress. 
work stress, family stress, anything like that. So to be able to implement a practice where it gets my blood flowing, it helps my respiratory system, my muscles stretch and I release the tension from sitting all day in a chair. I'm able to feel good, those good endorphins kick in. It totally changes the way I think about myself, which impacts how I show up to work. And so me personally, as a, someone who drives all the way everywhere from Los Angeles to Riverside to the moon and back, it has been impactful in my hips and my legs and my lower back to not have that pain there. Yoga is able to stretch me out and keep me limber as I'm driving from school site to school site or even um, doing some classes online. So the mental aspect of being able to increase focus and concentration and help students to deal with those tantrums and not behave in a way that can get them suspended. And especially for the adults to help them deal with those lower back pains, those leg pains, increase the circulation and help them to take a breath when they encounter all those daily stressors. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, ultimately, I mean, our facility, we're inside a, a large athletic training facility. There's actually a, a charter school within it. So there's right. 250 students actually do an assembly to, to do promotion and graduation for a few of our seniors that are here. But right. I mean, these are kids that are completely driven constantly just on that on that button to try to say, I'm trying to get to the next level. I mean, right, right, right. there may be something in that toolbox that, you know, if we just slow down, practice some yoga, be a bit more mindful about how the body's doing. Like you said, uh, I think you, you put it kind of perfectly, the way you show up, you're showing up in a different way, you know, right. to, to work. So, I mean, ultimately this really should connect to those listeners that we have that are the parents of, of these adolescent athletes who are just constantly, you know, redlining because they're trying to make it somewhere uh, mm -hmm. in the field of, of sports and athletics. So, I mean, I, I really want to make sure that that message is kind of reiterated and it starts to hit home. It's not just two dudes talking to each other over zoom. This is actually right. going to start to right. think into somebody to kind of make a decision of, you know what? Yeah. I'm an adult and my hips, are, are miserable from commuting, but also like my student athlete might need the, to practice some of this stuff and put and implement this because it could be a missing component of their performance because their mental kind of state may be just, you know, like you said, fried to that point where, you know, your body's there, but your brain isn't. Right. And that's perfect. I work with a lot of the student athletes at the schools and <clears throat> so I played football as a kid. I played football at Centennial High School here in Corona. Uh, I have a, one of those rings from CIF and I also have some injuries and stuff from high school as well too. And so to be able to do a practice that is low impact, but also still high mental activity helps to prepare me for the games of life. You know, working, helping students on those recover days, helping the students to be able to get more limber and flexible and increase their balance is one of the most powerful things that I've seen in a yoga practice. Um, I know me playing football back in the day, we're slamming our bodies against each other, playing basketball on the asphalt, on the hardwood, taking a beating into our body. And for those students out there who want to go the long haul, or even just want to get an opportunity to get a scholarship, having some preventative care is huge and it's important to be able to pre prolong your body. You don't want to get to the next level and then all of a sudden you have a serious injury and don't know how you can take care of it. So yoga has that ability to create more elasticity within the muscles 
create even more bone strength and density through the pressure that we put on through our postures. And of course, increasing that balance. Everybody knows the tree pose and everything like that. Balance inside and outside the mind. No matter what sport you're playing, I don't care how good of an athlete that you are, you still gotta think. And you gotta think clearly when under pressure. And some of the most pressure I've ever seen in any athletic realm are those baseball parents who uh, put pressure on the refs, those basketball parents who get kicked out, you know? So it's cool to stand up for your kid, but I think it's even cooler to be there for your kid. So learning some ways to take a brief breath, bring it down a notch and not get kicked out, <laughs> not be that parent who, you know, that parent and stuff, but just to be able to learn some kind of mindfulness and breathing techniques to help you stay there for your child and stay in the game and teach them how to handle emotions on those levels yoga meditation mindfulness these are things that we implement into the kids now so they can have those practices built i mean you kind of covered my next question and that was going to be like what can parents do to help support their kids managing stress and anxiety and i think you kind of just just covered that completely with uh with that last kind of statement is there anything else you would do with uh, a parent to help kind of support their kid how else could you uh, advise them make it a regular practice to show your kids taking care of yourself I remember as a kid now it's crazy hearing this story but uh we used to have one of the parents pick us up and it was like a blue brown astro van I don't do they still make astro vans he picked us up in an astro van and he would pick us up and he would have his cooler in the front seat and then our cooler in the back seat. A bunch of stinky boys getting in there from football practice. And later on, I found out that his cooler was full of beer and on his way from practice and stuff. Like that's how he dealt with his stress. That was his regular routine of dealing with stress. And, you know, one of my friends who was, was there, he was like, you know, he saw that of, okay, this is how you deal with stress. And if he had a way of seeing his dad deal with stress in a different way, you know, things could have been different and everything. So if you are going to teach your kids about being an athlete, if you're going to teach your kids about being an amazing student, also teach your kids how to take care of yourself. If your kids know that you're getting up in the morning and you have a yoga practice for your body, if they know that you have a yoga practice or whatever, whatever, just if you have a practice for your body and your mind and they see that, Monkey see, monkey do. You know, we kids, we learn through seeing. What, what, there's an old saying, I can't remember it out now. Do as I say, not as I do. But you know how it goes. So have a practice. And I've seen yoga be a practice that can fit in people's lifestyle that their kids can observe. And the kid is going to want to sit on that mat right next to their mom, right next to their dad. They're going to want to engage in that activity. And it's an activity that they can engage in and build and develop their own practice. So it is, like I said, as a marriage and family therapist, I've seen a lot of dynamics in families and I've seen a lot of families pass things on to the, to the next, to the kid because of what they saw. So show them something that can be beneficial to their health. And if that's yoga, that'd be great. We can help you with that. But I don't care if it's coloring or whatever, just do something to help uh, by, by being that to show that. 
Absolutely. So kind of to wrap things up. So we generally with these podcasts have special focus of, of body areas or injuries or otherwise to talk about this month's special topic is neck pain. So I wanted to know, are there any special wellness practices, yoga poses, things that you do, meditation, wellness hacks, anything that you would uh, recommend for some neck problems? Deep breathing to flood the area with oxygen. And then also I, I just take some careful shoulder rolls and take some careful head rolls. And when I'm doing it, especially with a yoga mindset, I'm doing it to listen. Uh, when I was a kid, I used to crack my neck all hard and because it was cool. I think what Van Damme used to do it and all the other martial artists used to do it. It was cool. But now instead of just going for that crack, I'm going for what's there today. Where's my tension at? where maybe I slept wrong. Maybe I was over the computer too long. Yoga is a biofeedback system. Whenever you're breathing and you're being mindful of your body, it's constantly telling you where's the pain, where's the blockages, where are the sensations that are giving your body warnings. So when we're mindful and being able to do that, it gives us some time to take care of it. Um, like I said, playing football and stuff coming up, it was about how much weight can I get up? How much power, how much force, how much explosion can I get out of this body? And now utilizing yoga practices, deep breath, mindfulness, taking some slower movements, it has been able to not try to maximize what I can get out of this body, which is important, especially when you're playing sports, but also how to listen and pay attention to your body. So I would say doing some neck rolls, doing some shoulder rolls, and getting into some downward facing dog. If you get in the downward facing dog at least once a day, it's a full body stretch. Blood flowing, hips opening up, the biggest muscles in the body are stretching and opening up. You can shake your head, you can let your shoulders relax and slide down your back. Um, and if you want somebody to show you, Trevor, he'll be a demonstrator. He can show you a perfect downward dog a little bit later. Just go, go ask him. <laughs> Absolutely. Cover a downward dog magazine. You'll see my picture. <laughs> cool, man. Well, I appreciate the time, man. Any any final words, messages for the for the listeners? Anything you wanted to, to share, get out to the world? Yeah, take it take your body seriously. Take your body seriously, as they always say. We only got one body. Take it seriously, treat it well, and get all the support and help that you can through physical therapy and through taking your time to really pay attention to your body. So thank you for me, Function and Trevor for having me here. Absolutely. There he was, James, that, do that yoga dude Woods. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview. Um, I, I love talking to the, the local community and local providers in, in all kinds of aspects of, of fitness, health, mental health, wellness. So if you're uh, uh, connected to anybody in that field and you think they would be a great interview, hey, share. feel free to share that information with me. I would love to interview them, bring them on the podcast, uh, put a spotlight on them so uh, more people can get access to their messages. And that brings us right into uh, the product we love. So this month we're focusing in spotlight to Ice 20. So obviously heat's going up. What better way to uh, counteract than with some ice? So literally this is a, a product that's been around uh, in the 
the baseball softball world most uh, f- commonly. You'll actually see uh, a lot of these folks out at tournaments setting up uh, a little corner booth to be able to sell a lot of their uh, their wares. So that's how I came across them. It's, it's a great product. It's actually uh, simply a crushed ice pack with neoprene sleeves. So you get the benefits of compression and ice for immediate pain relief. So if you've suffered an injury, um, the Ice 20 product is certainly something that can help. So they have not only uh, single and double shoulder ice packs, they've got shoulder-elbow combos. So for our throwers, pitchers, and otherwise, you can take care of multiple body parts at one area. There's back and hip packs. There's knee packs. There's ankle packs. So if uh, there's an area that's troubling you and you're wondering if Ice 20 makes a product for that, certainly, most likely, they do. And... uh, We're the place to get it. So if you're looking for a quality ice pack that can also provide some compression to help assist with recovery from athletic performance or you were dealing with a specific injury that you just need ice in the short term, this is a great product just to have uh, on the shelf for when you need it. So that brings us to our health tip and trick of the month. And uh, surrounding neck pain even further... Obviously, we talked about people being home, working from home more during the pandemic, uh, constantly looking down at a screen, a laptop, a tablet, or otherwise. I want to focus on bringing those screens up to eye level. I'm going to have you stop flexing, hunching, and bending, and looking down to uh, continue to do your work, and I want you to bring that screen up to eye level. So for working from a, a laptop, There are these wonderful little bases, uh, the connections that you can get hooked up to a proper monitor to get yourself uh, up to eye level. So make sure that we're getting these things taken care of. If you're ending up having to purchase some accessories, you know, these little tiny tweaks that you make, not only will you be actually saving money in the long term because you won't be dealing with the, the deleterious effects of chronic postures and wear and tear and arthritis and doctor's appointments and injections and medications or potentially surgery. Yeah, all that stuff can happen. So let's just make this quick little fix a little tiny investment up front, uh, and we can save you from a lifetime of potential misery. And there was a question this month from our physical therapy community. Is rest always the answer after an injury? So we all have uh, heard of the rice or price principle after injury. So rice is rest, ice, compression, elevation, or price is protection, rest, ice, elevation, uh, ice, compression, elevation. Is rest always got to be a component of recovery from an injury? And the answer to that is an astounding no. So in many cases, what you're going to see is that if we just constantly put extensive rest to an issue or an injury, what you're going to stop doing is pumping that muscle or moving the joint through its range of motion. And commonly, if we're dealing with a joint, a tendon, a ligament type issue, we're wanting to encourage blood flow, circulation, nutrition to some of those tissues to allow it to mend. So tendons, ligaments, cartilage, those tend to be a lot more white tissue, which has a very poor blood supply. So encouraging blood flow and circulation to the tissue is going to be the thing you want to do to accelerate your recovery rest or putting it in a brace or locking a joint into uh, just a chronic extended position uh, where it doesn't have the ability to move through its full range of motion comfortably um, could actually slow the progress of your recovery. So rest isn't always the answer. For me, active recovery is always and forever going to be superior to just a shut everything down, stop what you're doing, because 
the the potential of atrophy or weakening a, a tissue, particularly if you're somebody who's an athlete, you're going to be further away from competitive sport if we just shut down and rest. Because not only do we have to now allow the tissue to heal, we have a big buildup phase that needs to occur before you're ready to perform. If we can eliminate that whole uh, need to do the extensive buildup because of the amount of rest you took, that to me is forever and always going to be a better option for you. Not only that, but Commonly, um, motion is lotion. We're going to actually begin to uh, uh, see an accelerated recovery pattern to tissues and joints that get early motion. Now, obviously, there's going to be some red flags of things that can't move, shouldn't move, or otherwise. And I'm not saying every condition uh, means that we do aggressive rehab up front. Now, obviously, there's going to be some nuance in each individual kind of uh, client and each individual injury has to be thoroughly assessed avoid any kind of red flags that could potentially cause you to create further damage. But um, more often than not, we need to move. So that's it. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Wanted to remind you of our monthly promotion, that sports massage intro with Patrick. Get it for that $120 promo. And this month, we're actually uh, offering a yoga challenge. So I want you to to participate in it. So we'll be uh, posting out uh, a little bit of daily yoga for you to get yourself involved into. So if you've never practiced yoga, uh, this is a great place for you to start. So check that out. And uh, hey, leave us your feedback. We'd love comments on... uh, what you think we need to speak about next. Give us your feedback about what you think about the podcast. Always and forever, like, subscribe, share. Um, We will catch you on the next one.